Welcome back to the Why We Disney podcast. Thank you for joining us today from the bottom of our hearts. We are so grateful that you took the time out of your day to listen to this. We work so hard every week and we're so grateful. So thank you. Make sure if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on TikTok. I really hope I'm not missing anything other than subscribing to our newsletter. But thank you guys for joining us today. We have an awesome guest for you. You are going to love her so much. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. See you in a second. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the most magical podcast on the internet. I'm your co-host, Kara. I'm with my co-host, Casey. Hello again. And we have a special West Coast friend with us today, someone that we've both been super excited to have on the podcast, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. We, uh, again, have been so excited to have you on. And, you know, what people don't understand is although Casey and I are both, you know, East Coast based, so Disney World is our home park, we're doing all of the Disney news. And since Disneyland is open, what's better than to get some of the Disneyland information? And you're one of our West Coast friends. But before we get started, um, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Everyone needs to follow Ashley on Instagram because she's giving y'all the real life content. Okay. So can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yes. You can find me at introverts guide to theme parks, all lowercase, all one word, nothing in between the words. Uh, yeah. Introverts guide to theme parks. All right, guys. So take a second today and go follow her. We'll have her tagged everywhere. And Ashley, just to kind of start off our episode, um, we always ask the listeners these questions. So why is Disney so special to you? And why do you Disney? Yes, great question. The ultimate question. So I obviously grew up like everybody watching the movies, being a fan of the princesses and all the characters and everything and loving it. But I will say a lot of my love and experience with Disney and Pixar and Star Wars and all of their their content actually comes from video games. Uh, I'm a huge gamer. Um, yeah, like crazy gamer. And I, I started young. My One of my first video games was a Sleeping Beauty video game. And I think I played every single Disney game released. <laughs> <laughs> from like 1995 to present um so yeah I just spent so many hours playing video games Disney video games I also did go to Disney World when I was six and it was of course a trip of a lifetime so it created such lasting wonderful memories and brought my family together and yeah I've always loved it and once I visited Disneyland I was like, oh, okay, moving there. <laughs> and so, yeah, now I'm obsessed. And uh, that's why Disney. Did you awesome. move to California because of Disneyland? No, surely not. Well, okay, there were a lot of reasons. <laughs> there were a lot of reasons, okay. Disneyland was a, was a big one, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, but there were a lot of reasons. Weather, job. But Disneyland was a major factor. That's really good. Cool. <laughs> If my family was closer to Florida, I would move to Florida in a heartbeat. There'd be nothing stopping me. But I loved, Ashley, that you brought up um, how the video games really brought you in. I think that's something on our podcast that we haven't really talked about. Everyone talks about like their trips and stuff. You talk about a Sleeping Beauty game. 
Um, because now I'm interested. So have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? <gasps> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, a little bit long time ago, but yeah. Oh my God. With all like Mickey's and their goofy. Like, yes. Yes. I was a huge Kingdom Hearts player, hardcore. And that is a lot of my, yeah. Hardcore video gamer. Um, that's a lot of my Disney love there too, but I, we have to investigate some more Disney games. There's a lot out there. There's a lot out there, you know, new, old, you know, now I play more of the, the newer games like the Star Wars Battlefront and more adult games. But man, as a kid, that was like the prime time for, for kid video games. And I, yeah, there were a lot. I mean, everything from Hercules to Sleeping Beauty to Monsters, Inc. to Cars, like a lot, a lot. So actually right when COVID hit, um, I think it was Amanda in Orlando. I think she posted it. And it is this Xbox Disneyland game. Oh, I have that. <laughs> yeah. And I played it. Brandon and I played it all through quarantine. So that is, that's one of my new games. Yeah. So good. It brings back memories for me too. You know, like it's a special game. It's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. We kind of went on a tangent about video games there, but that, that's really cool. I could talk all day. So yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I did I didn't know that was a thing. So really cool. Really cool. Ashley, well, first off, we were I'm so excited that you were able to experience like opening weekend in Disneyland. Like I I I'm so glad that I followed along with you guys like on that day, but seriously, was it just like this amazing experience like what yeah I, okay my question okay I'm sorry I'm like I don't even know how to ask this question but so let's start from the beginning right from when you actually had to make park reservations were you like super stressed about like not be, like tell me about that experience oh the stress was real the stress was <laughs> real, real real and we were all feeling it so Disney was a little bit uh oh what's the word I'm looking for they were a little quiet about details and I think they probably did it on purpose to try to prevent like mass uh you know movements to the website and crashing it or whatever so we all knew that it was what day was that April 12th or 15th 15th was the day that um tickets opened up for for people that hadn't gotten them before right so we all knew it was like morning April 15th but they wouldn't really say a specific time and they kind of hinted that it was eight o'clock, but of course everyone was going to be getting on the website before then. So yeah, I think I got probably two hours of sleep the night before and logged onto the website at like six, six thirty AM and where we kind of waited there and everyone was put in a virtual queue. I was saved by my savior, the other Ashley, darling of Disney. Yeah. Um, because none of my devices ended up actually ever going through. I was just stuck in the virtual queue all day and hers went through. And so she was about able to like buy all of us tickets um, within a few hours. I think she was in the waiting room for a few hours. Uh, and then, yeah. So once you get the tickets, then you were redirected to the reservation page, mm -hmm. which then based on what was available and the tier tickets that you got you could select the specific days and reserve which park to start at and then 
park hopping, the way it's working is you have to start at a park and reserve that. And then at 1 p.m., if there's availability in terms of capacity, you can then park hop, if you get a park hopper ticket. Um, but right. yeah, so very stressful, but we got it done. I was <laughs> very excited to get opening day ticket. So grateful, you know? Yes. yes that worked. So did you have like multiple devices and everything, like multiple screens open? I saw people's like the pans of like all of the screens with the same exact thing. Yes, we uh -huh. all did. I had my phone, my laptop, my other laptop, my gaming laptop. Like I had everything going just to get as many chances as you can, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, thank God for Darling of Disney, right? She's my savior. She comes through. She's she is the best at that. She yeah, she has a lot of luck there, and she's good at it. So thank God for her. <laughs> yes, exactly. So for our listeners that might not know, we interviewed Ashley very early on in the our podcast journey, and so if you are just now following us or just now starting to listen to the podcast, you should go back and listen to her episode. Um, Ashley is great. Uh, we always say like, if we could have brand reps for our podcast, it would be the Ashley's like, yeah, thank you. We would be good with that too. We could, you could kill it. Yeah. No, you could kill it. I have no doubt. So walking through the gates, right. To Disneyland, were you super like emotional? I feel like, I feel like I could cry now and I wasn't even there. <laughs> oh boy. So we were getting just so emotional, just lining up at the gates and, you know, like the adrenaline starts pumping and they start letting in people. We, we weren't too far back. Like we got there so early, but they started letting people, you know, in, in front of us and they start screaming and you can hear them and oh. we get the tickets scan. I know we like scanning, get our tickets. We freak out. But th that moment, that moment when you turn the corner um, and like you see the, the town square and then Main Street and the castle and all of the cast members are lined up on both sides of Main Street, cheering and clapping and welcoming us back and like waving. Oh, oh, unforgettable. Like I, I'll never forget that for as long as I live. And like, I'm just getting emotional thinking about it. Like the tears just start welling up in our eyes and we're walking down Main Street and just like, waving and the cast members were welcoming us back and yeah it was crazy and that's I think a lot of the magic of Disney like they go the extra mile to make you feel special and welcome and appreciated yeah. and so like that just goes to show how how amazing they are as a company and yeah it was incredible yeah I really loved that they lined up the cast members on both sides like Kara, would you have cried? I would have lost it walking down. I would have been crying the whole entire time. I was just about to say, like, when I, you know, those um, that may be new listeners that don't know, I'm a teacher. And so when I went back to work, because I was virtual up until March, wow. March is when we officially went back into the building. And when we went back into the building, um, it was just like, you know, you walk in one at a time you go to your classroom you teach the kids via the computer because the kids weren't in yet it was just the teachers and then you leave so like there were days I only saw one or two other beings and there was nothing 
you know, not that, you know, teachers need anything, but I was like, you know, we ain't going to do nothing for the teachers, but Disneyland came through. They had the cast members. It was a party. The magic is here. The magic is back. So I was so excited because it is, we are a community of like Disney enthusiasts and Disney lovers. And just, we want the best for Disney. And so Disney gives us their appreciation back. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Oh my gosh. Well, Ashley, so who did you go with that day? I went with other Ashley and her fiance Cody like a little group together and um I I went I traveled there myself by myself um they ended up staying in a hotel that night um but I lived so close that I just popped on over to the garage at 6 a.m when it opened and parked on that side um but yeah I went with those two and we had the best day ever <laughs> What was, well, I, I do want to know this. How far away do you live from the park? Like, legit, how far away drive? So, traffic in California. Um, so tough to, to really give an answer because depending on traffic, it can make a huge difference. But, I mean, I also live close enough that it doesn't make a huge difference. I'm anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes away Um so I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. I'm very close. Same thing. Kara, 15 to 20 minutes. Like what? Yeah. Sleeping over. Like I'm going right. to over. <laughs> I'm looking for a roommate. Come on. Go. <laughs> Listen, I just need a couch one weekend a month. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Hey, there's a couch. You're welcome anytime. Oh my God. I will so take you up on that. Don't, don't continue to tell me that. Like for real. <laughs> Okay, Ashley, well, what was, like, the best part of your day? Ooh, other than that moment, because, man, walking down Main Street, that was probably the highlight. Right. Other than that, you know, ooh, it's so hard to pick one thing other than yeah. that, because it was best. Probably just, like, riding my favorite rides again. Um, my favorite rides being Rise of the Resistance, um, but maybe... You know, honestly, the ones that are special to Disneyland at Disney World doesn't have. Because I went yeah. in February to Disney World, and that was phenomenal. But I was able to kind of get a taste of, like, Big Thunder Mountain again and Rise of the Resistance and everything. So I think, like, Indiana Jones was so much fun. And, and like, our Space Mountain is amazing. And, yeah, like, do, doing that, seeing the characters again. Oh my god and it looks like you guys got a lot done like you did a lot yes. so the crowd levels must have been low right very low so it, it was at 25 percent capacity for sure most of the rides were a walk-on which was pretty incredible the longest wait was for the new snow white refurbishment ride um yeah and that was like 35 40 minutes maybe everything else was below that so we got everything done in the short hours that we had from nine to seven. Got a lot done. <laughs> That's really cool. So what was like one food or like drink item that you have literally been craving and missed for so long and you got to do it on open week or have it on open weekend? So the Monte Cristo sandwich from Cafe Orleans, that is <sighs> one of my favorite foods, if not my favorite. When you all come to Disneyland, you have to get it. Non-negotiable. It is 
so good and i missed it so much now they changed it since before they closed which was a little unfortunate from from cafe orleans so they used to serve it like four wedges just the sandwich um but now they serve it with the palm frites the french fries and mm-hmm. only give you two wedges so like here i was being a little salty <laughs> um at cafe orleans like i want more monte cristo but i still got to have it it was still pretty pretty comparable pretty good um but yeah i had missed it a lot and so it was so nice to be back that's really cool oh my god oh well that is but yeah i mean i only you know recently i'm only going to disney once a year so it's like every single time i get my tachos i'm just like the tachos this is why this is why did you have like a favorite drink that you before we move on did you have a favorite like drink that you had to on opening weekend yes so i actually well i tried for the first time i tried the the myloroon juice is that how you say it the myloroon juice sure roasters um in galaxy's edge i never tried that but ashley made me try that and it was so good so Mm. good um so yeah, I'm glad I tried it. You should, you should try it if you haven't tried it. Have, have you had it, either of you? Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm just like taking notes for like whenever I do go. Like, what is the must-haves? Oh, okay. I got more for you. <laughs> more for you than the Plaza and Fried Chicken. Okay. Gotta get that because that's unique to to Disneyland. I'm pretty sure. And also Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe everything anything and everything from there can't go wrong so I would do that Mm -hmm. listen Ashley I haven't ate dinner yet don't (laughs) (laughs) start asking me about food I'm just like I will just keep um the breakfast chimichanga from there's like this little ship to shore marketplace that's by the riverboat by like Tom Sawyer Island that area like Frontierland yeah no I can go on all day so those are my top like Monte Cristo breakfast chimichanga fried chicken the Myloroon juice yeah oh Karen you taking notes right absolutely absolutely (laughs) see my stuff over here (laughs) (laughs) well Ashley thank you so we are going to pause for just a quick ad break guys we will be right back guys welcome back and I think this is going to be a super fun segment because I've actually never done this before so as Casey and I always say we'll be taking our notes um but we're going to talk about doing solo trips at Disney because I hear Ashley you were a um expert on this subject <laughs> not that that's not like you go solo all the time but you have some great tips I, I go solo a lot. Like I, especially when I first moved out to California and I didn't know anyone, I, I like, I was just say like, I went to Disney every week and 90% of the time was alone. So yeah, I've, I've gone alone once or twice, uh, or like 50 times, but um, yeah. So I definitely have some tips for you all. First off, uh, 
single rider lines right now are not a thing. Um, I, so I want to get this done first out of the way, just because like, it's not relevant right, right now, but it's very, very relevant for the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Single rider lines are your best friend when going along because a lot of times you can avoid having to worry about fast passes or wait times or waiting in a long line alone because you can just do single rider lines. Usually the wait time is a lot, lot lower. Uh, I'm planning on doing a post in the future about specifically which rides have single rider lines and where they are because yeah. sometimes they're located at the entrance of the ride and sometimes they're not. Like sometimes you kind of have to go out of your way to find them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, utilize those a lot. This goes for a lot of theme parks in general, but especially at Disney. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, the number one question too about like when I say, hey, I go to theme parks alone a lot. I go to Disney alone. People say just like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and my answer to that is whatever I want, whenever I want. Right. Yes. Like, it's there's the magic to it. Obviously, like the pinnacle is going with friends, family, whatnot. Like, obviously that's the best, but there is a special magic to going alone because you don't have to spend any time like negotiating what you want to do, yeah. you know, oh, is that okay with you? Like, oh, where do we want to eat? Whatever. Oh my so gosh. Can I just say one thing really quick? I feel like every time I'm with people, I'm constantly turning behind me saying, does anyone have to pee? Does anyone have to pee? <laughs> you don't do that when you're by yourself. You are on your own time. I just had to say that. I feel like I always like, am any, does anyone have to pee? There's a bathroom. Anyone? No one yep. has to pee? Okay. <laughs> right. Like you don't have to worry about anybody else. So, yes. you know, my tip is to go with a tentative plan um, just so that you're not like kind of lost by yourself wandering around. So like I always would make a tentative plan of, like a few rides that I definitely want to ride. Like I definitely want to hit those up and a few characters, for example, that I would want to see and any shows, parades, whatnot that I would try to catch. So I would go into with it, into it with a tentative plan. But also that being said, it needs to be tentative and subject to change because, you know, as we all know, like rides break down, things change, things get canceled things happen sure. so also part of the magic of going alone too is that like it's not really a big deal if things change like I've I've many times like been cruising on my way to go ride you know Big Thunder Mountain and something happens and like I can just turn around and be like well I feel like doing this now and just going straight there like I don't need to go okay guys like what do we do there like what do you want to do so <laughs> Yeah, like it's, you can get a lot accomplished going alone because you're not, you can just whip around, change your mind at a moment's notice. Um, another tip for sure is just like how to handle other people's reactions to you being there alone. I think a lot of what keeps people from going alone a lot of the times is like fear of judgment or like, from other people. I don't care if you're judging me. I'm at yeah. Disney. <laughs> that is the right mindset. I feel like a lot of people hesitate because they worry about that. And like, obviously, like I could go on and preach all day about this, but like, it doesn't matter. Like, first off, they're probably not judging you as much as you think they are. 
And second off, even if they are, who cares? You're at Disney. Like you said, like yeah. you're doing you're doing your thing. You're having fun. Like who cares? So like my tip is just to like it's let it go. Like, especially like what I've noticed is like sitting down to eat alone a lot of the times is like when people really notice that I'd be there alone and they would just like stare at me. And you know, I'm just like, okay, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. I will say also like cast members will you know every now and then say the innocent comment about like oh are you here alone and like all you need to do is just go yeah like I'm having a solo day and they'll be like that's awesome like they're never judging you no. you just kind of have to do whatever sometimes meeting characters you have to kind of like improv on the fly like oh I'm here alone or whatever <laughs> um yeah so that's another tip of mine is just to like be brave do it like also, the more you do it the braver you'll be and the easier it will be like the more naturally it'll come to you Absolutely. for sure. Ashley I feel like I have like a list of questions here and you've already answered like oh. 15 of them <laughs> um, because well we're talking about you know advantages of going alone and so you've kind of hit on everything you know it's your day pick and choose what you want to do because you're in charge of your day but like in a perfect Ashley day what is your favorite thing to do when you do Disney solo? Yes. So my favorite thing to do probably is meet characters alone. Um, I always love to ride rides. Like that's, that's always my thing. But yeah. when I'm alone specifically, I really like to meet characters. Um, it almost can be more intimidating to do it alone. And it was for me at first. But once I did it and got practice, like, playing off of them and improving and having fun. I actually really enjoy it because like I can just talk one-on-one -on -one with them and yes. like have fun and just like say what I want. And like, yeah. So I would say there's a special something to going to meet characters alone. Again, right now it's a little, it's a little different. Like it's mm -hmm. all social distance, but like once things are back to like where you can actually have meet and greets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say that's probably my favorite thing. I love that you brought up the improv again as a teacher and as specifically a teacher in the arts. Um, you know, when we, I don't want to say return to our norm because like this is our norm right now, but when society changes over to no masks and like actual human interaction again, um, there are so many people that are so going to be used to hey, can I like text you what I want to say? And then you text me back. And then like, it's just going to be like a, a, a technified way of speaking. And like those character interactions, especially for younger kids are going to be so important because again, playing off of improv and knowing what to say and what's appropriate to say and, you know, stuff like that is going to be really important. That's a great point. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. So I, I always love bringing, you know, Disney into the teaching realm because, you know, that's something that I love. And Disney is one of those things where it's not, you know, just cut and dry. There's a lot of different things that we can learn from Disney, you know, specifically music in my realm, but like just culture context. We talk about uh, how I love Epcot all the time for the culture and just like the unification that it has to bring everyone together and like learning about each other. So I love bringing up those things that teachers can use in the classroom and even something like character interactions. And we talk about parents on the podcast all the time. 
Um, you know, that's something that you can do with your kid. Like, okay, you know, what, what can we say to Gaston over here? No, he's not a mean guy. Or, you know, it's just little stuff like that. It's, it's all in the teaching realm. I love that. Oh. I love that so much. For real. <laughs> that's really cool. But it is, it's, it's cool that you do Disney solo and, and talk about those things, but in a question, which would you rather do solo, Disneyland or Disney World? Ooh, that's a really good question. You know, probably Disneyland for a few reasons. Uh, one, it's smaller uh, <laughs> and less overwhelming. And so like, and I know I was listening to one of your previous episodes and you all were talking about park hopping and how um, like the the Disneyland DCA park hopping is like a two minute walk, whereas park hopping at Disney World is a whole ordeal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the reasons, just because it's a lot easier to just kind of zoom around and do whatever. Um, but also just because simply because I'm more familiar with with Disneyland and DCA. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, but not saying I wouldn't solo at Disney World. I think it could be really fun. But, yeah. Yeah. It is really fun. I actually love to do Disney that way. <laughs> yes. So yeah. How many times have you gone yourself? So, okay. So I've never actually went by myself to Disney because I am like eight and a half hours from, or seven and a half, eight hours from home. Yeah. But there have been times where I have went to the park like by myself like either I jumped in on a last minute girls trip and couldn't get a park reservation or none of the people I went with have annual passes and they can't just make a park reservation really quick to Epcot on like the day that we get there so then I'll go and I'll spend like a half a day at Epcot by myself and it it is like you said it's just a it's the magic is just a little bit different and I I do whatever the heck I want and I don't have to like clear it with anybody. You know what I mean? So I love Disney solo, but I park Disney solo, not like actual. <laughs> I see what you mean. No, that's so, that still counts. Cause you're on your own, you know, for, yes. I'm not like 15 minutes from the house like you. So <laughs> I can be like, Oh, pop on over. <laughs> Sorry, like, you know, I really want to try this new treat at DCA. Like, no. I've done that. that. I've done that. Like they'll release some seasonal food on it. I'm like, oh, I really want to get that. Oh, let me just let me just go on over. Yeah. Like the people, like you guys that live so close, they're like, oh, let's just let's just go over and grab dinner quick and then go home. Yeah, <laughs> my mind. <laughs> the AP days, it was free, you know, and I, I bought the one that free parking too. So it was truly like you could just pop on over and conceivably not even spend a dime, just like go ride rides. I, I did that a few times. Like I would just right. go pop on over, meet some characters, see some stuff, ride some rides and like didn't spend a dime. So it's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. That annual pass, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. Well, I hope, well, we don't know what's going on with Disneyland right now, but hopefully they will be bringing back something very soon. Please, very soon. Yeah. And like, wow I, I I it makes me want to do Disney solo 
It, it does. And this is like Disney solo, the reopening of Disneyland. We're talking about video games. We have like all new stuff for our listeners this episode, which I'm super excited about. Ashley is a bring in the podcast game. Thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us on today's podcast. It has truly been an honor that you took aside time to just chat about, chat with us about Disneyland and park solo trips and video games and everything in between. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, it's an honor. And yeah, my pleasure to to chat with you guys about everything. And I hope to see you all at Disneyland sometime, sometime, one day, hopefully soon. Absolutely. And so if our listeners aren't intrigued yet, obviously go over to her page and follower. And can you remind them one more time where they can find you? Yes. Introverts Guide to Theme Parks. One word, all lowercase. Awesome. Well, this has been a super fun and happy, I guess we can say this is one of the happiest episodes on the podcast since we're talking about Disneyland. Thank you to our listeners for doing another episode with us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where you can get your exclusive content. You can also make sure to be following us on Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, and everything in between. And sign up for our newsletter like Casey was talking about because not only are we talking about character quotes, But we're going to give you the latest and greatest Disney news, some updates, talk about Disney Plus, and why we Disney. Because that's all this podcast is about. But thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned next Wednesday for another episode, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.